0: So so good to be here today. Are you thankful for your church this morning? Come on. Are you thankful for what God's doing in your life? As we take today's service, this is our Thanksgiving Day service, and I hope you guys enjoyed that breakfast and you guys stay awake. Some of you are looking kind of sleepy. And it's amazing how early you guys would come to church for food. It's amazing. I wish the church looked like this every Sunday. But we're going to go to the book of Luke chapter 17 for a quick word this morning. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. In the Word of God, it says, As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, He reached a border between Galilee and Samaria. As He entered a the village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, everyone shout, one of them. Just one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praising God, he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him. For what he had done. How many can say this morning you have a reason to thank the Lord for what he has done in your life? Can I get an amen today? This man was a Samaritan, and Jesus asked, Didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Jesus said to the man stand up and go your faith has healed you. Let's pray church. Father bless this word. Help me to preach in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You guys can have a seat as we get into this word this morning. I want to preach to you on this title. Don't forget to say thank you. <laughs> Don't forget to say Thank you. It's one of those phrases I grew up hearing from my mom all the time. How many of you grew up with a mom like that that just always reminded you to say thanks? You show me your hand every time and say, you better say thank you. Did, and they would ask you, did you say thank you? Go over and say thank you. I grew up in a household where you had to say thank you. And let me just be honest this morning. It's not just kids that need to say thank you. I believe adults need to say thank you more often. Because we're living in such times where people just don't care. People are maybe ungrateful or taking everything for granted. But we're living in a society where we do not give thanks anymore. There's a sense of entitlement. And this entitlement actually leaks into the church as well. There are a lot of believers and Christians alike that don't take enough time in their life to say thank you to Jesus thank you for what the lord has done in the bible this is a story that we just read and in it there's 10 men from all walks of life all these 10 men had different lives i imagine one of them was a businessman the other one might have been a farmer the other one was a father the other one was young all these 10 men were different but they had this in common their leprosy and, as we learned last week, the leprosy is a disease that had a death sentence. It had no cure. And we mentioned even last Sunday that leprosy has been around for over 3,500 years, and if you had leprosy, you were good as gone, good as dead and these men when they had leprosy they were cast out of the city you couldn't work you had to beg you lost your family you lost everything because you could not get near a person with leprosy so these 10 men they found each other just how many people with the same problems tend to find each other these men came together and i imagine that when these men got together They were hopeless. They were fearful of their lives. At any moment now, we're going to die. At any moment now, nothing's going to change. It's over for us, fellas. I imagine these men were just like a lot of you. They just got together just to talk about how bad their problems were. Amen. They got together and talked about how everything hurts. You know, you're getting older because the conversation is that he this hurts, this hurts. I gotta go to the doctor for this, I gotta have an appointment for that. If that's you, you're you're going downhill. That's it. That's you've crossed over. And these men got together and talked about their problems, talked about their past and how good they used to have, about how bad everything is now. But I want to tell you this morning, number one, I feel like preaching today. Number two, nothing is going to change in your life if all you do is talk. They were talking and talking and talking, getting together, how bad life is. But Jesus had a plan. And Jesus had more for these men. And Jesus was about to change the lives of these men like they never would have imagined. And when I noticed that, Jesus was walking by, heading to Jerusalem. And these ten men stood there together. But notice that the Bible says, they cried out for mercy. The Bible doesn't say that they cried out to be healed. They didn't say, Jesus, heal us. Jesus, fix our disease. Jesus, give us back our life. They just cried out for mercy. And I wonder why these men cried out and just said, Jesus, have mercy on us. And here's why, church. Because mercy is a way that you tell God, I can't take it anymore. Mercy is a way that you show God, I'm beyond my breaking point. And when you cry out for mercy, you are telling God, I need you. I can't handle this anymore. I need a break. I need some type of relief. I need change. Lord, I need you. And maybe that's you this morning. You've reached a point where you need to cry out for mercy and say, Lord, I need you. I need mercy because I can't take it anymore. When I read that passage and I heard the word mercy, I thought about my childhood and my brother Enrique here sitting all innocent, okay? When we were kids, I'm looking right at you too, brother. He was older than us, bigger than us, stronger than us, but every time he thought, he said, I want to play a game I invented. It's called mercy. And he would grab our hands, and at the count of three, he would contort them and squeeze them and almost break our fingers, and we had to yell, mercy! And he let go and laughed. You think I'd learn, and me and Dan would learn the first time, and me and Dan, oh, we're going to win this game. But every time we played this game, the pain... And the pressure was too much to bear. And we were crying mercy because we were actually saying, Let go. Can't take it anymore. You win. And some of you, that's what you've got to tell Jesus today. Lord, you win. I can't take it anymore. I'm beyond pressure. I can fix. The pain is too much. Lord, I need a break. I need help. You'd be surprised how many people can come to a church and they're crying out for mercy and you don't even know it. And Jesus would change their lives. And Jesus would come by and heal these people. But what shocks me about this passage is that Jesus heals these men. In verse 17, Jesus had one question. Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten? But here's a question Jesus asked. Where are the other nine? You see, the other nine cried out to Jesus, but they cried out, For Jesus just to fix them. To fix their problems. But once they got healed and they were able to go back home and go back to their wives and go back to work and everything was good, how quickly they forgot about Jesus. And I wondered this morning if Jesus looks at the church today and He's looking for those nine right now. He's looking for those people that Jesus somehow fixed your life. He restored you. He got your marriage back on track. He got your kids on point. And everything worked out. And once everything in your life turned out to be great, we just forget about it. There are so many people in the churches today that forget about Jesus and become ungrateful. For what he's done. And Jesus just had to ask, where are the other nine? See, God is looking for people that are not just going to go to him when life is in trouble. And when everything's fixed, you go back to your world, you go back to your life and you forget about him. And then if something bad happens, you're quick to run back to Jesus. Jesus is looking for people that are going to live lives of gratitude, that are going to live lives to surrender to him, live lives that say, Lord, because of what you've done on the cross, I'm eternally grateful. Therefore, my life is yours. I will worship you. I will praise you. I will surrender to your world. My life is yours. That's what God is looking for. Jesus did not die on the cross just to fix our problems. He died to save our souls. But we forget and we become ungrateful. So then I started thinking about this sermon because most of the times in churches during Thanksgiving we preach about giving thanks and we just tell people to be more thankful. But this sermon's a little different. I want to remind you why you need to be thankful to the Lord. Can I do that this morning? Number one, the Bible says in verse 13, they cried out to Jesus. Everyone say that with me. They cried out. Let me tell you why you need to thank the Lord this morning because we have a God that you can always cry out to. Can I get an amen on that? You can always cry out to Jesus wherever you may be right now. Just imagine these men as they got together talking about their problems, talking about their lives. Figuring out, what are we going to do? There's nothing we can do. They get word that Jesus is in town. They know that Jesus is walking by. But here's the problem. When they were talking, one of them said, hey, what if we ask Jesus for help? I'm sure all the other nine were saying, oh, that's crazy. We can't do that. We're lepers. We can't even get close to him. He's going to reject us. There's no way. And one of them had to have said, let's just ask. Because I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of us getting together and just talking about how bad our lives are, how nothing's ever going to change, how miserable we are. What if we just cried out to him and he heard us? What if we just cried out? It took faith for them to cry out. Why? Well, the Bible says that they were at a distance. Did you catch that, church? Some translation says they were far. But let me tell you this morning why you need to thank the Lord because some of you, what's stopping you from coming to the Lord is believing you are too far gone from Him. That your past and your mistakes and your sins have made it so impossible, you are too far from God. But it doesn't matter how far or how far off you might be from the Lord. If you would cry out to Jesus right now, this text shows me He will hear you. Don't ever let the devil tell you you are too far gone. These people were in bad condition. They were leopards, they couldn't get near someone, but they still cried out. And I thank the Lord, not only because no matter how far you may be, but no matter how bad you think you are, no matter how bad you think your life is, no matter how bad you think your sins are, your path, no matter how bad your choices have been, we serve a God that says, if you cry out to me, no matter how far, no matter how bad, I will listen. No matter how far, no matter how bad, no matter how impossible it was. Leprosy was beyond pure church. And I don't care how impossible your situation looks like. You could always cry out to Jesus. He hears you. Desires you. They cried out and said, Master. They didn't just say Jesus. They said, Master. Master. The word master means someone that takes ownership and control over something. When they cried out to Jesus and said, Master, they're saying, Lord, we want you to be the master of our lives. Because I want to tell someone here this morning, if you have lost control of yourself or your life, it's because you have not given control over to Jesus. And He wants to be the master of your life. And if Jesus is not the master of your life, it's because something or someone else is. And some of you here this morning, you are mastered by the world, and it has left you broken. You are mastered by addiction and alcohol and drugs, and it has left you empty. You are mastered by depression. You are mastered by hopelessness. But when you cry out to Jesus, He will be the master of your life. And when God is the master of your life, you better hold on, baby, because change is coming. Your life will not change until Jesus becomes the master of your life. And I thank the Lord that I can always cry out to Him. Can we say thank you Lord today? They cried out for mercy. Mercy is literally when God gives you what you don't deserve. Out of love, God is a merciful God. And if we get real with ourselves, we need to thank God for His mercy. Because in the day that we're living in, we have a sense of entitlement. Amen, church? And everyone walks around like they're owed something. Like they deserve something. But I want to tell you so honestly and loving this morning, the only thing we deserve from God is hell. But thank God through Jesus and His mercy, He died on the cross so we wouldn't have to get what we deserve. You thank God for His mercy because mercy is when God gives you what you don't deserve. And I want to remind everyone this beautiful Thanksgiving Day service that everything around you in your life is mercy. That's why in Lamentations 3, through 23 it says His mercy. Notice, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercy never ceases. It never stops. Great is His faithfulness His mercies begin afresh every morning. Why does the Bible say that every morning His mercies is new? Because every day of your life is a day you have mercy from God. Every day, when you got up this morning, you got up because of mercy. And when you started walking, you were walking because of mercy. And when you took a deep breath and you're breathing, you're walking and breathing and living through mercy. You got in a car, a car that does not belong to you. That car was given to you by God. Because of mercy. Mercy is everything around you. Everything you have. Everything you complain about has been given to you out of mercy. You and I deserve nothing. Mercy is the spouse you woke up next to. Mercy is the kids you have to raise. Mercy is you being single. Mercy is the job you're going to tomorrow. You know, the job you don't like, the job you complain about, the job that pays your bills, mercy. Because we don't deserve it. Mercy is the house or the apartment you walk into. Mercy is the food on the table. Mercy is the breakfast you had in church. Mercy is the church you go to. We don't deserve anything from God. But everything you have in your life, that's a blessing. That is good. It's not because you worked hard. Because if you did work hard to get what you had, the only reason you can work hard is because God gave you the mercy to do it. Are you thankful for mercy? Come on, give God for mercy. You deserve nothing. Everything is mercy. Be grateful for patience. Be thankful you can cry out to a God no matter how far, how bad, or how impossible. Be thankful that we serve a God every day of mercy and His mercies are new every day. And be thankful for His patience. How many of you can say thank you for patience, Lord? I want to tell you as Jesus healed these men. He didn't heal them like the blind man or the crippled man. It didn't happen instantly. Jesus told these men, go and show yourself to the priest. Because according to Levitical law, if you were sick, you had to go outside the city gates. And if you thought you were well enough and cured, you couldn't just go by word of mouth. You had to go and show up to a priest. It's like saying today you're sick with a fever. And they they cast you out. Hey, call us when the fever is gone. And you think you feel good. You think it's all right. And they tell you, hey, go to Pastor David. He's going to examine you. And he'll be the one to determine whether you have a fever or not. And if Pastor David says your fever is gone, you can come back to church. You can come back to work. You can live with us again. That's what Jesus said when he said, go and present yourself to the priest. But there's only one problem. They weren't healed yet. They were still lepers. They were still sick. And Jesus told them, go in faith and obedience, just walk. And as they started walking, the Bible says they noticed that they were getting healed. In other words, I believe that not only was this miracle not instant, it was a process. It was step by step as they walked in faith and obedience. They kept looking at each other. Hey, you look better. Hey, you look better. Okay, now they kept walking. Wait a minute. That spot is gone in your ear. Wait, your spot is gone. And as they started walking, it's, hey, it's working. It's working. And when they finally arrived, they were healed. Why did Jesus decide to do it this way? And I believe with all my heart is because the devil is trying to tell you that if God doesn't change you instantly, He'll never change you at all. But I want to tell you this morning that sometimes your change is a process. It takes time. And every day you walk more and more with God, and every day you walk in faith and obedience, you're going to get better and better and better, and you're able to look back and realize, that you're not the person you used to be. You're also going to realize you haven't arrived yet, but you thank God that you're not who you used to be. And that's why we thank the Lord, because God is patient. And I see this in our church. And I look at some of you, and the Lord has to remind you, hey, be patient. They'll get it. But Lord, they've been with us for five years. They should know by now. Be patient. They'll get it. And I see some of you now, you're not the person I met. You're not the person you used to. be. Because God is patient. And I'm thankful for a God that says you don't have to get it right the first time. But if you just walk with me in faith, walk with me in obedience, you're going to see that you're going to change. And I want to tell you this morning, church, that God is patient. He's patient. He's not looking at you saying you should have gone to this by now. You better hurry up and change. He's patient when you fail. He's patient when you don't get it right. He's patient when you mess up. And be thankful that we serve a God that looks at you and your imperfections. And we have a God that says it's a process. Can we thank Him for patience today? It's a process. It's a process that I know some of you hear this morning. The time will come where you will arrive. You will arrive. But the stories I have on you and the patience I've been having to endure reminds me that God is even more patient. We thank the Lord that we can cry out to Him no matter how far, how bad, how impossible. We thank the Lord for His mercy because nothing in our lives we deserve. In fact, some of you should have been dead years ago. But you are alive and well and in this church, praising God because of mercy. Come on, church. Give Him praise. I hear stories. I hear stories. From a lot of guys in this church, like my dad and my father in law, and I look at them, and these guys should be dead. But you're here alone because of mercy. God is patient as you walk. You may struggle, you may fail, you won't get it right. But he's waiting. He's patient. And I don't know who this is for, but I'll close with this. One. Verse 15. I wasn't going to preach this, but I added it to my notes because I know someone, or maybe you're online. I don't know. The Bible says one of them, when he saw that he was healed, here it is, ready? He came back to Jesus. You know what I'm thankful for. No matter who you are, how far you've been, how bad things are, how impossible it seems, God is so merciful. God is so patient that right now, as you stand, you could always return to Jesus. That's the sum of this whole thing. You could always return. And come back to Jesus. So some of you, you need to hear this. Your life is the way it is because God is trying to tell you, you need to come back to me. And when you read that, you think, no big deal. He just came back and gave thanks to Jesus. So let me tell you, church, this is another miracle. We don't even notice it. Because this man went from Samaria to Jerusalem to present himself to the priest. This was almost near the time of Passover where all these millions of people would gather to take pilgrimage to Jerusalem. The odds of this man going from Samaria to Jerusalem and back to Samaria to find Jesus was almost near impossible. From Samaria to Jerusalem is 70 miles, 30 hours on foot. So this man went 30 hours to and 30 hours back, one day to and one day back, 70 miles to and 70 miles back in hopes that he could find Jesus. And he must've been thinking, I'll never find him again. I'll never be there again. I just wanna thank him for what he did because my life has changed and I just wanna thank him. You know, this is like walking from here to West Palm Beach just to say thank you. Do you love Jesus that much? To walk from here to Palm Beach, On foot and say, all I want to say, Lord, thank you. How grateful this man was to Jesus. And as he was walking, the Bible says in the context he found him. Because you could always return to Jesus. So well, I haven't been in church for a long time, but I came because there was free breakfast. Well, you came for the breakfast, but God has you. He's here today for you. Well, pastor, I haven't been praying lately. That's okay. You can return to Jesus. And this man returns to Jesus. Because you could always come back. And he says, thank you. Thank you for so this Thanksgiving. Maybe through the busyness of life, through the distraction, through just life in general. We've been acting like the non church. The nine that just comes to God to fix their life. But when everything's back in order, we're quick and busy to go back to our work, go back to our busyness, go back to our lives, and and we leave Jesus behind. Jesus had one question. He says, where are the nine? See, what Jesus is looking for in us is an attitude of great gratitude that we wake up every morning and say, Lord, I thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your patience. Thank you, Lord, that I can cry out to you. Thank you, Jesus, that no matter where I'm at, I could always return and come back to you. And it's sad to me because this story, it was 10 people that had an encounter with Jesus, but not all of them had the same response. Nine of them left only one responded with gratitude and thankfulness to the point that he would walk another 70 miles to find jesus just to say thank you and jesus looks at him and says your faith has healed you the word healed there is the a word soto that literally means to be saved this man got saved the other nine did not but the other nine got their problems fixed. The other nine got healed. The other nine went back to work, got their marriage back, but they did not get saved. What is the point of asking Jesus to fix your life if you're not willing to have him fix your soul? But only one fell at Jesus' feet and said, Lord, I don't just want to come to you when life's bad, I don't just want to come to you when I'm in trouble. I want to live my life with gratitude and serve you because you are my Savior. Come on, let's all stand to our feet today. Three miracles happened. This man got healed. This man returned to God. And there's another great miracle this morning. I finished my sermon and it was short. What a miracle. With every head bowed and every eye closed today. Today is a day where I remind you to give thanks. But I'm talking to those here today who need mercy. Because life, like my brother, has you right in the grits. It's pressing you down. and The pain is too much. You say, Lord, I can't handle this. I don't have the strength. I need mercy. Church, I'm here to remind you this morning, He hears you. You can cry out to Him. For those who feel guilty and say, Pastor, I-, I told God I wouldn't do this, but I did it and I messed up. He's patient. It's a process. Or maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, Pastor, I just need to come back. I just need to come back to Jesus. I've made a mess of my life. Well, what are you waiting for? You can cry out to Him because He's a God of mercy. He's a God of patience. And He's a God you can always return to. Don't be the other nine that forget about you. Live their life without, it. but be the one that lives a life to say thank you for what you have done. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Jesus gave us salvation, and we should be eternally grateful. We shouldn't be living lives complaining, fault finding, negative, critical, miserable. It does not make logical sense after you realize what Jesus has done. So I want to open up this altar for a quick minute today. If you're here today and you need to cry out to God in mercy, you come forward and say, Lord, I'm just crying out for mercy And I'm coming to this altar. I'm having, I'm calling out mercy for my marriage, mercy for my children, mercy for my finances, mercy for my future. Maybe you're here today and you need a return to Jesus. And this is you today. You come to this altar right now and pray for me. Say, Lord, I just want to return back to you. I just want to come back to you, Jesus. I'm crying out to you in mercy. I'm crying out to you because, Lord, you are patient. You come forward this morning, church. If you want to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, if this world or something else is mastering you, and everything is mastering you but Jesus, make Jesus Christ the Lord and Master of your life and watch how it changes your life. Be thankful there's a God right now that says, I love you, no matter how far you've may been no matter how bad you think you are or how impossible your situation, you can cry out to God today for mercy. In fact, we should all cry mercy this morning. We should all cry mercy and say, Lord, mercy. Lord, help us. Lord, give us a miracle. Lord Jesus, in your name, we pray for this church. We pray for those online. I pray for Darius and Kevin and Nancy. I pray for everyone here today crying mercy Lord. Father, there are those this morning that feel they're too far, too bad, and life is too impossible, but this story reminds us we should give thanks Lord because nothing is impossible for you. Father, your mercies are new every day. We don't deserve anything from you, but I thank you for love and mercy Jesus, And I thank you for your patience Lord that allow us to walk faithfully day by day through the weaknesses and mistakes and faults, your patience keeps us going until we arrive to a place of completion. I thank you, Jesus, we could always come back. I thank you for those that have come back, that are worshiping now with us. We love you, Lord. Can we all give a real praise right now? In fact, I want to, Do something we've never done before. Frankie, let's take a praise break. I'm right now, for an entire minute, let's just shout and praise and thank the Lord for what he has done. Do you have a reason to thank him today? And just shout it out, Lord, thank you, and tell him why. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my baby girl. Thank you for my church. Thank you for my family. Thank you for your provision. Thank you that my mom was healed from cancer. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. Thank him today. Go around the room and thank him and praise him and say, thank you, Jesus. I'm not just talking about a little thank you here. I'm talking about the type of thank you that makes you walk 70 miles to say thank you. Can we thank Lord for the church right now? Thank you for our church. It's mercy. Every Sunday is mercy. I'm about to call this church Mercy Fellowship because we are we survived covid we survive month to month rent being due and we are We have survived with other churches did not because of mercy. Come on, praise Him. Amen. Come on, grab the hand of that person next to you. Grab the hand of that person next to you. Tell them something you're thankful for right now, church. Tell them something you're thankful for, anything. Come on, tell them right now. And if you're thankful for that person next to you, you just tell them, I thank you for you. You're a little crazy, but I love you. I thank you. Let's all pray, Father, in Jesus' name. We just say thank you. Your mercies are new. We thank you that we can cry out to you. We thank you we can return to you. We thank you, Lord, that you hear us. You see us. We thank you that we can ask for the impossible. And if it be your will, it will be done. Lord, I thank you. I don't have to live this life alone. But I have you to run to and cry for mercy. I thank you, God, because you do a miracle. Forgive us, Lord, when we just want to sit around and talk of how bad things are. And forget we have a God of mercy. I thank you for our church, for the people in our church. And Father, we pray you continue to add numbers to this church for those who need to be healed. We pray in Jesus' name. We all said,
1: amen. amen.
0: And thank you, Lord. Come on, say thank you, Lord.